What's up, T? Ben, we have a problem. Schools across the country have had to cut their sports programs. Those kids won't have the chance to be tigers. I'm on a mission to help fix it. School sports were everything to me, Tony. Count me in. Hey, while I got you here... Ben. Please? Fine. <clears throat> You're great! That never gets old. Buy a box to help keep sports in schools. Visit missiontiger.com. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. We are streaming live in from the Jump Studios. It's your host, Addison. Welcome to a brand new edition of From the Jump. I believe this is episode 89 and or if not, this is ep- I believe this is episode 80, episode 90 of From the Jump. Man, we are streaming live on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Himalaya. We're on iHeart uh, Podcast as well. Where else are we at? Uh... Everywhere podcasts are at, we are streaming on those platforms. We're on Stitcher as well, Podbean. So that's another podcast website as well. So like I said, every podcast website that you can potentially find and or streaming service, we are on there. So definitely type us in from the jump. Continue to share us. Continue to tap in. Continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. Man, we appreciate all the streams. And you know we continue to do this for the love. We don't do this for nothing else. But you know we got an action-packed, I'm talking like an action-packed show today. And I know I always say that. Every time we come on the podcast, but we got a lot to talk about. Of course, we'll talk about the Ravens and the Patriots. We'll get into that, of course. We'll get into, of course, the Cleveland dysfunction right now going on. We got Baker Mayfield struggling. We got Odell Beckham, the NFL, always trying them on cleats and apparel. So we'll get into that a little bit. Of course, we'll talk about the NFL MVP. Who was my MVP? We'll talk the Lakers five-game winning streak. And on today's edition of the wrap-up, we'll talk about from Florida State. On today's edition of the wrap-up, we'll talk about Florida State. Stay tuned. It's from the jump. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, we are alive on a Monday. We are alive on a Monday. I know uh, Popeyes. I think I think the news broke yesterday that they got the sandwiches back. So Eric, my engineer, he's in there busting down on a sandwich right now. I'm talking about the blue face bust down. Tatiana. He busting down on a chicken sandwich right now. I haven't eaten a chicken sandwich. I ain't going to lie to you. I have not eaten a chicken sandwich. I pump faked. I went to Publix. I'm sorry. I not went to Publix. I'm sorry. I went to Popeye's. I don't know why I'm thinking about Publix. I went to Popeye's. I got in the line for like two minutes. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm not going to wait 20 minutes for a sandwich. And they have my hopes and everything ruined. Now, he says this sandwich is good. And I have told him purposely to not buy me a sandwich. I will not eat the sandwich. But again, like I said, this sandwich has everybody going crazy. The lines are back long again. Ain't nobody even ordering chicken anymore. They're back ordering a chicken sandwich. But I think Popeye's was aware. And I think Popeye's is more prepared. I think they're probably more staffed and everything. Um, but this situation is funny. This is just some some quick news. But, of course, you know we got to start off today's show. And we got to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. And if, if you didn't catch the game last night, the Baltimore Ravens did defeat the New England Patriots, the undefeated you know, New England Patriots. And that was 37-20. to 20. And that was behind Lamar Jackson's brilliance. Lamar Jackson last night was 17 for 23, 163 yards, one touchdown and zero interception. He also ran the ball for 16 carries, 61 yards and two touchdowns, which actually was the difference in the entire game yesterday. Tom Brady, Tom Terrific, you know my guy. Tom, TB12, the GOAT, didn't play particularly well yesterday. He was 30 for 46, 285 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Now, again, another highlight from last night's game was Mark Ingram, 15 carries, 115 yards. He did have that one fumble, but outside of that, he he, he ran the ball particularly well. Now, with that being said, you know, I know we've been talking about the New England Patriots, you know, basically for the past eight weeks. Now we've been talking about that New England defense. Um, But last night, the New England defense got beat up. You know, the New England defense got exposed a little bit. Now, I know everybody wants to overreact to last night's game, 
But I'm not going to overreact, and I never typically do to regular season games, typically because of the fact that they are regular season games. This wasn't a division game where they had to pay the Patriots again or the Ravens had to play them. You know, they don't have to play each other again, basically, until the playoffs. So they were kind of able to get a sample, if you will, of what each other is going to look like. Now, what I will say is before I get into Baltimore Ravens again, shout out to Lamar. That's my guy, LJ. You feel me, LJ? I mean, like, I mean, balled out last night. But again, before I I get into the Ravens and I I give them praise for this victory last night, I'll start with New England. And and I thought that New England last night got away from their game plan. And I think what New England, you know, does so well to teams and opponents week in and week out is they control the clock. New England controls the clock. So typically what they do is they typically kick you the ball first, put their defense on the field. Their defense gets a turnover. You're going to put the ball and they're typically going to control the clock, typically the first quarter, right? So you're typically going to get the ball back somewhere by the end of the first quarter if New England has not already ran the ball out typically in the first quarter. Then second quarter comes, so they've already either A, kicked the field goal and already scored a touchdown. So now you, on the other side, not necessarily are panicking, but offensive play callers, okay, we're down seven to New England. Now we have to score a touchdown. So now New England has you up seven. Now their defense has little confidence. So that's how they've typically been able to get people. And basically over the past couple weeks, they have not really had to face a threat at quarterback such as Lamar Jackson. Because of the fact that the Ravens were able to put up 10 on New England last night, the Ravens' defense forced New England's offense to now throw the ball. So as a result, New England wasn't able to run the ball. Again, but think between James White and Sonny Michelle, I think they had 13 carries combined. They had 13 carries combined. Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram combined had 30 carries. I think Lamar had 16, and then I believe I said Mark Ingram had 15. That's 30 carries between the two of them. So they controlled the game, which is going to lead me into my point about the Ravens, which is why I had to give the Ravens all the praise. As, as, as Prime Tom said, if you ball, you get the call. And last night, the Ravens balled last night. I'm talking ball. They controlled the clock. They controlled the ground. And as I said, when you can do those two things, when you can control the clock and when you can control the ground, you can control the game. So as a result, Lamar Jackson was able to really get anything he wanted last night because I don't think the Patriots had an answer. See, what the new, like I said, New England was able to do to a lot of people and what has been working so far, that zero blitz, as you saw last night, what were they doing? They had two tight end sets in there. So as a result, they were able to then pick up that blitz, which will lead me into my next point about Baltimore. And which is why I feel like at this point we have to give the Baltimore Ravens credit and we have to give them praise. See, what Baltimore did last night is they made that game unconventional for New England. See, when New England is typically week in and week out, they're prepared for quarterbacks. They're going to sit there and drop back 30 times. So as a result, we can send blitzes all night long because we're going to force the quarterback to get the ball out of his hands real quick. That's the area that, and that's the league that we're in now is that the defense ultimately and what Belichick has been able to do week in and week out has been able to force these quarterbacks, these inexperienced quarterbacks to get the ball out of their hands. Again, we were able to see against Baker Mayfield because of the fact that he was athletic. They were able to blitz and put pressure on him all night long and there was nothing that he could do. But now the difference between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, athletically, they matched up against the New England Patriots. And again, Lamar Jackson was special last night. Every time he touched the ball, he was special. Again, he didn't have a great game throwing the ball. But again, what the Baltimore Ravens have, and I've been saying it since last year, I've been banging this gavel since last year, is the simple fact that they have a game plan week in and week out that it's tough to defend. 
They're going to run the ball with Mark Ingram, who's been a Pro Bowl running back. By the way, won a Heisman Trophy in college for Alabama, in case we forgot about that. And also, they have a Heisman Trophy quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So these are two guys that have dominated the sport of football at its highest level in college football. What do you think they're going to do in the league? And again, as I said, they can run the football with Mark Ingram at you 15 times. Oh, and by the way, we're going to run the ball at Lamar we're going to run the ball. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to run the ball with Lamar at you 16 times. How do you defend that? Whether or not that's a run pass option, whether or not that's a, a sprint out. Like they were killing New England last night. New England had no answer. And, and by the way, New England's a slow, heavy defense. So because of the fact that New England statistically was number one in every single category, we have not seen an offense stretch them out on the field like the Baltimore Ravens were able to do because, again, you had the threat of Lamar Jackson. So, as I said, the Baltimore Ravens had a perfect game plan last night. They came into it, and they said they're going to make it an ugly game with New England. And then, like I said, defensively with the Baltimore Ravens, athletically they were able to match up across the board with New England. And now we're, we're, we're seeing with, of course, the departure of Antonio Brown, you know, with some different injuries on that offensive line, this New England offense going forward is going to have some questions that is going to need answer. Again, Mohamed Sanu didn't have a bad game last night. Mohamed Sanu played great. And also, it felt like Philip Dorsett um, played great as well. But again, you don't have a guy like Gronkowski in that lineup. That makes a huge difference. And as I said, when you offensive line, you know, of course, they got down in that game early last night. But when your offensive line isn't healthy, like I said, when you Isaiah win, when those guys aren't in that lineup. And of course, James Andrews, the, the basic David Andrews, basically the, 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 the captain of that offensive line has been out. It's hard for you to establish any type of running game. So, again, they're going to have a bye week. They're going to have a bye week. And then they get, I think, I believe, then they get after the bye week, I believe they get the Philadelphia Eagles um, off the bye week. I forget who they get off the bye week. So, they're going to have a bye week to prepare. And you know, Belichick off a bye week after they just got that ass whooped on Sunday night football. The New England Patriots will be ready. So, again, I don't typically won't put into any stock into this game because, again, it is a regular season game. Again, Shouts out to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they double salute to the Baltimore Ravens. They did what they were supposed to do. But again, I'm not going to put too much stock into this game simply because of the fact that it was a regular season game and these opponents won't see each other until the postseason. However, you just gave Belichick the answer to the test already. You, He was able to kind of get a, a study guide, a kind of a preview as to what kind of package, how to handle Lamar Jackson. So if that was the best the Ravens were going to look, I guarantee you that game Next year, look a lot different. Just keeping with the NFL, and of course, I'll give a, a complete kind of rundown of all the scores and, and kind of recap yesterday's games as well. But keeping with the NFL, the Cleveland Browns lost another game yesterday, and this time it was to the Denver Broncos 24-19. Now, of course, it was a road game, and of course, Baker Mayfield actually yesterday wasn't the problem, even though we'll get into Baker Mayfield and him shaving three times during the game, and of course, we'll get into Odell. Be- uh, we'll get into this dysfunction. But of course, Baker Mayfield finished yesterday's game, twenty-seven for forty-two, two hundred seventy-three yards, one touchdown, and, and and this here's the stat of the day: zero turnovers. Don't up for the turnovers. Shout out to Baker Mayfield for the no turnovers yesterday. But he was going against a quarterback who was undrafted and who had his first NFL start yesterday, Brandon Allen. Double salute to Brandon Allen for getting a win against the Cleveland Brown team who. The media kind of, or social media rather, hyped up to be Super Bowl champions. And he finished the game yesterday 12 for 20, 193 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Of course, Odell Beckham Jr., five catches, 
for 87 yards. He was only targeted six times in yesterday's loss. Now, with that being said, this is the Cleveland Browns' fourth straight loss. Now, before we get into the loss, because, again, the, the loss gets a little dicey, gets a little tricky, because I'm not going to put this one on, on Baker Mayfield. I think this was more or less on coaching. And, and again, when, when you when you got a fourth down and four on that play, you got to go to your best player. I understand, you know, that Jarvis may have been his go-to guy, but on that play in that type of game, Odell Beckham Jr. was having the better game. I think I think Jarvis Landry, I think, was like six for 65 at that point. And though he had that, t- that touchdown, still, Odell Beckham Jr. was making spectacular catch after spectacular catch in that ball game. So with that being said, you got to give your football player a.k.a. the best player on the field on both sides, a chance at the football. And it's frustrating. With that being said, again, yesterday's game isn't on the Cleveland Browns players, more or less. That was on coaching. That was on Freddie Kitchens last yesterday. So Freddie Kitchens. So Freddie Kitchens. But to get into the individual things that's happening, because, again, this is the reason why the Cleveland Browns are losing on the field, because there's a lot of things going on off the field. But starting off with Odell Beckham Jr., apparently him and Jarvis Landry uh, had wore, I guess, custom cleats on the field. I think Odell Beckham Jr. had some clown cleats. And I'm not sure what Jarvis Landry cleats, Jester, I don't know what cleats he had on. But apparently they weren't NFL mandated. They weren't NFL regulated. Now, this isn't anything new. This isn't anything new. Odell Beckham Jr. has been doing this for years. He's been having a joker on his cleats. And this Odell Beckham Jr. is my guy. I love Odell Beckham. Shout out to OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. is my guy. But I got to call a spade a spade, and I got to call it out when I see it. And I'm I'm, I'm going to give it to you for both sides. Now, on one side, Odell Beckham Jr. understands that he knows that though he can wear custom cleats, they have to be in line with his uniform. That's the bottom line. That's the NFL procedure. It's a uniform procedure. It's what it is. I remember going back to college, it's kind of been like that. High school, it's kind of been like that. Even when you was a kid, yeah, it was a guy or two, the best player, may have had a special kind of cleats. But come on, the reality of the situation is you typically wore the cleats that were in a line with y- your uniform. Now, Adele Beckham Jr. being a mega star that he is, marketing, with, he has to promote these cleats. In the, we get it. NFL, the NBA model where the players should be able to wear whatever cleats they want to. I mean, at this point, it, it is what it is. I mean, that should be in play. But I understand that NFL wants to keep it uniform. It, it's the NFL. Look, if you're going to be employed by them, you're going you're gonna to follow by their rules. However, Odell Beckham Jr., week in and week out, has been bucking the system. Whether that is the Richard Mill watch, whether that is the cleats. It's every week is something with Odell Beckham Jr. And this Cleveland experiment just isn't working. And I feel like we're getting to the point now where the NFL is getting petty. It's getting petty. Again, the NFL has a mandated guideline that says you have to wear the specific cleats, you know, of course, in line with your uniform. I think they let them wear whatever cleats they want, but I think it has to just be in line with their uniform. I remember for a while... They couldn't even wear the tinted visors or the smoke visors or dark visors. I'm seeing the visors change. And for a while, they could only wear the clear ones. Where Tagliabue, in that era, they had allowed them with the dark visors, but it was only clear. So, again, there are NFL rules and mandates that mandate you from that. And, again, Odell Beckham Jr. knows that. The, the Cleveland Browns equipment staff knows that. Somebody let that ride. Somebody let that slide. And that's what it was. Now, Odell Beckham had the choice. He could have said, nope, I ain't going back in that game. 
But he decided that he was going to change the cleats. And maybe he probably knew, okay, I probably could wear them up until halftime. And then after halftime, I got to change them. Cool. Yesterday's game actually wasn't on Baker Mayfield because Nick Chubb did carry the ball 20 times yesterday. So they did run the football yesterday. And like I said, they they had more. Again, this is a game the Cleveland Browns should have won. But when you have a quarterback who shaves not once, not twice, but three times throughout a day, lets you know exactly what's going on with the guy. Let you know exactly what's going on with Baker Mayfield. And I said from the beginning, in that draft, Lamar Jackson was better. I said in that draft, Sam Darnold was better. Hell, at this point, Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills looks a lot better than Baker Mayfield right now. And again, all the dangerous talk, all the talk, it sounded good for the media. It looks good on the progressive commercials. But the reality of the situation is Baker Mayfield hasn't been playing good. He's tops in the league at throwing interceptions. Again, it ain't all on him because the offensive line isn't good. His head coaching sucks. The, the, the organization upstairs has no clear direction as to where it wants to go. And as a result, the defense has not been bad, has not been bad. But if your offense can't put up points, it, 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 it means nothing. You're going to give up points defensively. And oh, by the way, when you have one of the best Hall of Fame talent wide receivers on your team and you're refusing to throw him the ball, there is a problem there. So you can't tell me that there isn't a chemistry issue there because there clearly is. And I understand Jarvis is his guy, but damn it, when you got Odell Beckham. Other notable scores from yesterday's game, and again, the Cowboys and the Giants play tonight. Shout out to my Cowboys. The Cowboys is on tonight, so you know it's Monday Night Football. You know Monday Night Magic. You know Dak, Zeke. You know the boys going to be in the building, man. Hey, you know it's going to go crazy. I think the Cowboys will win tonight. I don't think. I know. Matter of fact, the Cowboys will win tonight. 35 to 10. Dak Prescott will have a hell of a game. Ezekiel Elliott is going to go 21 Savage is going to go for a monster. Now, I think the, the key for tonight will be Randall Cobb and Michael Gallup's play. Again, Amari Cooper is going to have one on one coverage tonight. So he's going to get what he wants. But I think Michael Gallup and also Randall Cobb's play will be key. That defense will be jacked up. I, I want to see what their defensive line will be able to do with containing Saquon Barkley because you know he's going to go crazy. You know he's going to do what Saquon does, and he's in at MetLife Stadium. Come on now. You know he's going to go crazy. Other notable scores from yesterday's game, from Sunday's games, rather, the Texans did defeat the Jaguars 26-3. Deshaun Watson had a bounce-back victory and said that the Popeye's chicken sandwiches was the reason for his victories and, and for the reasons, I guess, for his eye healing up. You keep them all excited. That, that eye, how's the eye doing? Uh, the eye is great. I tell you the key. The key is it was the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwiches that I ate this week. And the Oakland Raiders defeated the Detroit Lions yesterday, 31 to 24. The Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson in overtime, defeated Tampa Bay Buccaneers 40 to 31. Five touchdowns yesterday for Russell Wilson. He's making a case for the MVP. I, I've been telling people, and again, we'll get into that segment a little bit later. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and then it's kind of everybody else. Unfortunately, I'm not sure exactly the reason, but I don't think the focus. Uh, was there from the start. So we got to look in the mirror and be very honest about our performance, myself first, and then our offense and our energy and our attention to detail, and we got to get better. Kind of a poor performance yesterday for that Green Bay offense, the offense who has kind of been on fire the past couple weeks, and also defensively, a defense who has kind of been on fire. That, that Los Angeles Chargers defense yesterday was kind of drum up some prayer. The game of the night last night, the Baltimore Ravens versus the New England Patriots, 37-20. to 20. The Baltimore Ravens did defeat New England. 
Up next on From the Jump, we'll talk the Lakers' five-game win streak. Is it facts or is it cap? And on today's edition of the wrap-up, we'll talk Florida State and them firing Willie Taggart. Listen up. It's From the Jump. Juju? Sorry, man. I went to USC. If you get thirsty, you can drink your shirt. Hey, Aaron and Todd, what do you guys do on the bye week? Buy a pizza, buy some wings, buy a pizzone, buy your own. Call Pizza Hut now. Get two or more of your favorites from the five and up lineup, starting at just five bucks each. You can't have football without the hut. NBA scores from the association last night. The Indiana Pacers did defeat the Chicago Bulls 108-95. to The Miami Heat defeated the Houston Rockets 129-100. The Sacramento Kings defeated the New York Knicks 113-92. to The Los Angeles Lakers defeated the San Antonio Spurs 103-96. to The Dallas Mavericks over the Cleveland Cavaliers 131-111. to And the Los Angeles Clippers 105 to the Utah Jazz, 94. Now, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers did defeat the San Antonio Spurs last night in the team high. Anthony Davis with 25 points and 11 rebounds. LeBron, you know, the king, had a triple-double last night, 21-13, and also 11 rebounds, which was, was critical. Avery Bradley had 16 points last night, and, and a key contributor off the bench last night has been Dwight Howard. Now, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers are on a five-game win streak, and Laker fans is bopping right now. Lakers fans walking around with their chest out. We got five games, and we don't even have Kuzma. And they're absolutely right. The Lakers are, are, are hot right now, and we got to give it to them. And we can't say they haven't beaten anybody legitimate. They pretty much have beaten the best two teams in the Western Conference so far. Again, it was Dallas to this point, and it, and it was San Antonio. I mean, again, last night, the Lakers owned the paint. The Marcus Aldridge couldn't do anything in that paint last night. And, again, I think his time has kind of superseded him. As well, but like I said, I mean, they kind of got some tough games coming up. I mean, they got a road game at Chicago, you know, which will always be a tough one. Of course, LeBron James will put on a show in Chicago for those fans. A game against Miami right now, who's one of the best teams in the East, you know, basically to arguably be able the best teams, you know, in the NBA right now, will be able to get that matchup. And of course, they'll be able to test their skills against the defending champs here coming up, you know, in the in the following week. So again, you know, the Lakers coming up a couple games, you know, they have some some tough ones coming up, but. And if you haven't been noticing, is at the end of every game, they have LeBron James, of course, at the point guard, but they have two shooters. So at all times, they're going to have a Danny Green and they're going to have a Contavious Caldwell Pope of some sort on the court and or Avery Bradley on the court. And then they have two big men, whether or not that's Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis. So regardless, they're going to control the rim. They have two shooters on the wing who Danny Green is going to make it. Or he's going to hit the side of the rim. That's Danny Green's career. And Avery Bradley, either he's going to be on the night, which last night he was for San Antonio, or we've seen other nights where he wasn't, and or Catavius Caldwell Pope. And we've seen nights where he's had it going, but then he's had nights where he's only scored two points and zero points. So, again, the Lakers early on have kind of found the recipe that works. And, again, they have been without Kyle Kuzma, one of their, their you know, their upcoming scores, if you will. So they'll be at full strength here coming up really soon, and we'll be able to kind of see what the Lakers will look like at full help. On today's edition of the wrap-up, the Florida State University has decided to fire second-year head coach Willie Taggart after a 9-12 record at the school, and it just wasn't getting better at Florida State. Now, reportedly, there are reports saying 
that there was a $20 million buyout from the boosters. Now, apparently, they are saying that the booster club, or the boosters, rather, from Florida State were able to put up $17 million. And I think the school was able to funnel the rest for the buyout. Now, Willie Tiger kind of had it in for him in the beginning. But just to kind of give you his kind of record, his background, he was 1-7 against the top 25 teams. And ultimately, he was 0-5 against Miami, Clemson, and Florida. And again, when you're in Tallahassee, Doe Campbell every Saturday, they expect to be winning every single Saturday. This is a program that came from Bobby Bowden, 304 wins, 97 losses, two national championships, a head coach that coached for 34 years. So, of course, you will never be able to supersede that. However, there's a program that won 15 ACC championships. They have not won an ACC championship since 2014. That's saying a lot. Even Jimbo Fisher, when he was at Florida State, 83 and 23, was able to win a national championship with Jameis, was able to produce a Heisman Trophy winner in Jameis Winston. This is a program who was looking at Clemson kind of take the SEC model and just kind of take off, who has beat Alabama now two out of the three years. Two out of the three years has beaten Alabama. So when we look at the ACC, this is a program that is used to winning. And when you have fans that are not showing up to those games in Tallahassee, and again, I'm a little passionate because I have Florida State ties. I used to go to the Florida State camps. And I remember going to those Dope Campbell stadiums and being in those locker rooms and being in those training facilities. Though Tallahassee is very small, almost kind of like Tuscaloosa, the people in Tallahassee really love Florida State football. They really don't like Florida. They really don't like Miami. They really don't like FAU. They really don't like UCF. They don't like any other schools that are in Florida other than Florida State. So now I think what Florida State should do at this point is maybe they should look from within. Maybe they should hire one of their guys that played football for them, former alumni. You're seeing with other schools in Georgia. You're seeing with other schools Michigan. You're seeing what it's doing for other programs by bringing back an alumni, a former guy that played there. He's going to get the fan base excited. Of course, the boosters are going to be behind him. So he's going to have the support of the university and of the surroundings if, in fact, you hire from within. Maybe Coach Odell. I remember Coach Odell used to be there at the camps. Maybe Coach Odell can get things turned back around. We're seeing what Ed Ogeron is able to do at LSU. So, again, sometimes hiring from within could very well help and get that booster club and get that fan base back to where it needs to be and ultimately get that program back to where it needs to be. Because as it stands right now, Florida State is dead in the water. They're dead in the water. And, and, and Miami is, is progressively getting better. Florida is getting better. And as I said, Clemson right now has the strangleholds on the ACC. So Florida State has to get a head coach. And then once they're able to get a head coach, be able to get a solid recruiting class, which includes a top elite quarterback. But of course, on today's episode, we talked about a lot. We are streaming on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Every streaming platform that you can find us on, we are on there. Continue to keep streaming us. Keep tapping into us. As I said, the Cowboys and the Giants are actually playing right now as we speak. So go Cowboys. The Cowboys will win tonight, 35-10. It's your boy. Holler at me on all my social media. We out.